All right, so about two years ago, about two years ago, I decided I was going to... F- I was going to fly back to China where I'd been living, and I was dating Sarah at the time, and I decided I was going to fly back, surprise her, and ask her to marry me. Awesome plan, right? So um, I, I, I get on the flight. I'm so excited to be there. I haven't been there in a little while. Uh, it's been about six months, and I'm excited to be back in China. I get on the flight, and it just it goes by so quick. The time literally flies by because I'm so in love and just like Jacob during his work, the, the airplane ride flew by. I finally arrive in China. It's late. It's around t- 12 o'clock, and I text one of my taxi friends over there, and he said he was going to pick me up, but then the, the flight was delayed. So I'm already like an hour late. I'm jet lagged, and I finally show up in China. I have this epic mission ahead of me, and then another obstacle hits. I'm sitting there, and, and all of you guys have done this. You're sitting there, and you're waiting for your luggage to come out. And you're really, really hoping that it comes out. And then you see one by one, everyone else get their luggage except you. And you wait for like an hour just hoping you don't have to go and ask them about your luggage. And then finally you give up because you realize it's not coming out. And your luggage is lost. So I go, and that takes me like at least another hour. I'm jet lagged. I'm tired. My taxi driver is pissed. He, does, he wants me to pay him twice what I was going to pay him. But finally, I'm done. I just take my backpack. Luckily, I had the ring in my backpack, which was good. I get my taxi, and then it's another hour to get into the city. I'm exhausted at this point. I just need a, cra- a couch to crash on. And I finally make it to my buddy's house, and he was the man. He told me, I'm going to wait up for you, Josh. I'm so excited to see you after a long time. I get out, I pay the taxi driver double, I get up to his apartment, and I knock. Okay, well, it's, quite, it's, it's like 2 in the morning at this point, you know. Maybe just didn't hear me, I, I'm going to knock again. Nope, okay, okay. I'm going to knock again. Oh, this is just my night. I knock again, and I sit there. I can't even remember how long I said, but you can't just pound on the door because there's neighbors all around. It's in the middle of the night, and you don't want to wake everyone else up, but you know your African roommate in there is not going to wake up. And I keep knocking, but and slowly getting louder and louder and praying to Jesus that he would wake up my friend. I keep knocking, and I keep knocking. I'm so tired, and I'm so jet-lagged. I persisted in knocking I was not going to give up. And finally, my friend's roommate, a Korean guy, wakes up and comes to the door and opens the door. And there's this bro that he's never met before. He's like, dude, I need to sleep on your couch. We'll talk about it tomorrow. And I go in and I crash. I'm out. I made it. And, you know, I think that's a lot like prayer. <laughs> and Jesus actually, believe it or not, tells a story that's very similar to this. In Luke 11, 5 through 10, Jesus talks about this man who receives a friend late at night. And he doesn't have any bread to feed this bro. And so he goes to his friend's house and he starts knocking and he starts knocking. And the guy's like, go away. I'm not going to come down. Go away. And Jesus says, even though this guy doesn't want to come down, he's going to continue to knock. Shamelessly, he's going to continue to knock. He's not giving up until his friend comes down. And Jesus is saying, Jesus is not comparing this man who doesn't want to help out his friend 
with God who doesn't want to help you out. He's contrasting them. He's saying God wants to help you out. Don't give up. Don't give up. Be persistent in prayer. And I know for so, for so many things in my life that I've been praying for, I give up way too easily. I don't see it happening. I don't see God come through. I've prayed for this at least twice now, God. I'm done, all right? I'm moving on. God is showing us in this parable we need to be consistent. The reason I was willing to knock all night was because it was my only option. It was my only option. I didn't have other options. Is prayer your only option? Or do you have other options that you can go to? God's going to come through for me in this thing. Or I'm going to figure it out on my own. Is God your only option? If he is, then prayer, you will be consistent. And that's my first point, that prayer is hard work. Prayer is not easy. And that's one of the biggest obstacles I think we face is that we think it's easy or we think it's going to come natural. Like Kevin said, it's going to be organic. Prayer is hard work. We need to suffer through it. We need to be dis disciplined in it. We need to go for it. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to become a prayer warrior, a prayer champion just after this conference. You're going to go home and, and you're going to realize after you pray, you don't get up with all these bubbly fuzzlies in your, in your belly and you're just like, that. I encountered God like Kevin said in the story. No. You're going to have to be persistent. Work at it. If you've ever learned another language, it doesn't come overnight. It's not easy. You want to talk with all these other people, but you want to you want to study for just a couple hours on a dictionary and think you're going to be fluent. It, it takes work. So I just want to, that's an expectation that I want you guys to have just to be ready for the long haul, that you're going to be consistent in prayer. You're not going to give up. God wants to speak to us, but it's our job to be persistent. Point number two is that God hears your prayers because of Jesus. God hears your prayers because of Jesus. And this is something that maybe a lot of you guys already know, And but I wonder if there's some of you out there that maybe you're like me and you've gotten up from praying and you low-key wonder if you were just talking to yourself. Did God actually hear me? We all know that God hears Paul Wooster, right? But did God actually hear me? Did he actually hear me when I was praying, or was I just talking to myself? And the cool thing about the Bible, it says it encourages us to pray. Jesus commands us to pray. It pushes us towards prayer. But the reason that God hears us is not because we are awesome. It's not because you are awesome. It's not because Paul is awesome. The Bible says that God hears us because of Jesus. In Hebrews 4.16, it says, so then, since we have a high priest who has entered into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weakness, for he faced all of the same testing we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his, receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we most need it. Sometimes we just... This is not shocking to us if we've grown up knowing that we can pray. But I want you guys to think about back then talking to a king and what a privilege that was. 
Is a king going to hear a peasant's plea? No. There's stories in the Bible that you would be killed just walking before the king if you didn't have a special audience with him. You could be literally killed. It didn't matter what you said. Just if you came in without being announced, without having an appointment, you could be killed. Okay? Now that's a human king. Now think about our God. It's a a little bit different. We have an audience with God, and it's not because of what we've done. It's because of what Jesus has done. Jesus is our high priest. Jesus allows us to come before God and speak with him. That is a privilege. If we don't know that's a privilege, if we forget that that's a privilege, then we're not going to take it seriously. It's a privilege. Now, and the way you can understand that is just think for a second if the privilege was removed, you can no longer talk to God. You knew when, when you were going through a tough time and you prayed, no one heard you. You were on your own. Just think about how hard the Christian life would be. We have, through Jesus, an audience with God. When you, next time you pray, remember that. Don't let that be a barrier. Don't let it be a barrier that you don't know if God heard you this time. Maybe your motives weren't right. God wants to hear from you because of Jesus. Another verse, Ephesians 2.12 says, Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. That's amazing. I don't understand that. That is something we need to meditate on. Just how amazing it is that we can be in front of God, that he will listen to us. It's not something to take lightly. So the first one, prayer takes work. Prayer takes work. Understand that. The second one is God actually hears you. God will actually hear you based on Jesus. I think another one that really gets in the way of us praying is just understanding why we should pray. Understanding what it is. Because a lot of people have told us to pray, but what, what is prayer? How does it work? Like, Reading the Bible, we understand that, right? Because the Bible gives us knowledge. We can learn more. We can understand things. But prayer is so, it's so ambiguous sometimes, and it's hard to, hard to define. And so sometimes we go into it, and we get, we kind of get lost, and our mind wanders, and we're like, okay, should I just, should I just repeat words over and over again? Um, You know, they've talked about people that have been praying for a long time. How do I do that? And one aspect of prayer that I want to help you guys see is that prayer is a struggle. And what I mean by that, I don't know if struggle is the right word, but what I'm trying to show you that is that prayer is encountering God. It's a time to meet with God. A lot of times I've thought when I need to pray when I want something done. I need to pray when I have a list of things that are on, like a to-do list. And I have maybe four people that I'm trying to pray for. Boom, boom, boom. I've knocked those out. I'm done praying. But when I say prayer is a struggle, what I want to show you guys is that prayer is connecting with God. And this is not just like praying around the table. But this, what I'm talking about right now is like when you go and you're alone with God, it's connecting with him. That is our highest priority, like Kevin said, experiencing God, being in his presence, getting aligned with him. Seeking him more than the things that he's going to give you. And one thing that's really cool is that when we go to God, one of our, I think one of our 
big goals, our objectives is just to let God straighten us out, to let him work and for us to be raw and open in front of him. Because if we come before God and we're trying to connect with him and we're like, God, you know that I long to see all nations reached and you don't really long for that, it's pretty lame to, to lie in front of God, right? And we can do that. We can do that in front of other people and we can have all these lofty prayers. But what I'm talking about is when you're alone with God, you can be real with him. And that's what the Psalms show us, that the psalmists are real and raw and they're mad at God. And that's what I want to encourage you guys to have, a raw relationship. When you go to him, you tell him what is going on in your life. You get mad at him for the things that you don't understand. And then you allow him to show you what is true. Sarah loves to go to the chiropractor every month because during the month, for some reason, her back, her shoulders, her neck get out of line. And so every month she has to go back and the chiropractor tweaks and pushes and helps her to get back in alignment. And I think that's when I've understood that that's what prayer is, it helps me so much more. I'm not just asking God to do something, but I'm asking God to change me. God, show me what in my heart needs to be changed. What is going on in my life that I don't understand? In Job, this is a perfect example. The book of Job, all the way from verse um, chapter 1 to 38, Job is going through crazy stuff, and his friends and him are debating and talking about God. And he's asked God all these questions. He's been praying. And God shows up, and God doesn't answer one of the questions. Job 38, 1 through 2 says, Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man, because I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Sometimes that's what we need in prayer. We go to God with an agenda, and God says, no, you need to understand I'm still in control. I know that you don't understand this, but you need to remember that I do. We need to get back into a line with God. We need to allow God to show us who he is again. In the world, we can get confused and we can get lost. And so what I want to encourage you guys is go to prayer just to connect with God. Say, God, remind me about how good you are. All the things those uh, steps that Kevin gave you are great to walk through. And I think a lot of them are, are like this. God, put me back into alignment with you. Wherever I'm out of a line, help me get back. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It says pray about everything. When you're worried, when you're stressed, go to him and allow him to give you that peace. Yesterday I was playing basketball for about five minutes, and then I really jacked up my ankle. And I was, right as it happened, I was half in a lot of pain and half really pissed off because I knew it was really bad. And I was just yelling. It was the first day of our, of our trip up here. And I knew what it meant. I knew I couldn't hike. I knew I couldn't be out on campus. I just could kind of see in that moment all that was messed up. 
and I was frustrated. And at that moment, it's a great time to pray. Jesus, heal this leg right now. Give me exactly what I want. I don't want this busted up ankle. That's a fine prayer to pray. And sometimes Jesus heals it. But I was also able to spend some time and say, all right, God, I'm pissed. I don't want to have this happen to me. You got to give me the right heart. You got to show me why this is good. Show, give me a perspective that I don't have right now. Give me peace. And you know what? By the end of yesterday after praying, I had this crazy peace. And I was so grateful for the ability to walk, even though I can't right now. I was just like, man, God is so good. I can walk normally. And I can do a lot of things. And God's made my body amazing. And I have so many blessings. And I didn't, I didn't have that experience before of being so grateful for all that God has given me. And then he used something like this to be like, okay, calm down. You have your plans. And then stuff happens. Come to me. Come back. Get in alignment with me. God works through prayer. He does. But it's not a side effect that he changes our hearts. That's like one of the main reasons why we pray. And a lot of times I've seen that as like, that's not as important. Right? Like, I want to see him do big things out there. And then I guess the side effect is that I'm going to get changed too. Um, right? Like if you pray for the missions or if you pray for other people, God's going to move in your heart to go share with them. Okay, I guess that happened. That's good. That should be like our goal as we go into prayer. As we're trying to spend time with God, it's a struggle with him. A struggle to see how we can get us back into a line. To give us a heart for the nations that we maybe don't have right now. To be real. God, you want me to pray for my family that's broken? I'm mad at them. I don't even want to pray for them. Be honest. Don't be fake before him. That's why we can get alone with him and we don't have to be so pious. We can be real and tell him what's going on and ask him to change that ugliness in our heart and give us a heart that actually cares. So don't let misunderstanding prayer get in the way. Prayer is hard work. God is going to hear your prayers. Prayer is connecting with God. It's a struggle to change who you are and to change your heart. And number four, turn off your cell phone. Number four is turn off your cell phone. I'm being totally real, guys. We have this an amazing device that we can be entertained at all times. We are no longer allowed to say, I am bored. Because wherever we are at all times, we have the world's funniest videos, the dopest memes right at our fingertips, and we can never be bored again. Also, this is one of the biggest distractions in my life. And I don't even think about it. I'm constantly looking at it. It's constantly reminding me things that I can check. All of you right now could flip open your phone. You probably have during this talk. And check like six different things of messages or things that have popped up. And you need to check them. They're important. That's going to block your time with God. Distractions are going to block that intimacy. You need to flip it up if you have an iPhone. I don't know what you're going to do with Android. Um, flip it up and hit that do not disturb button. Throw it somewhere where you're not even going to see it light up. Spend your time with God. I'm being serious. This phone is going to keep us from God or we're going to keep this phone from allowing us to get distracted. 
It's that serious. This is huge. This phone is such a blessing. We can do so much. But if we don't win the battle of owning our phones and letting our phones own us, we're going to lose. Do whatever it takes. Turn it off. Get it away. It takes work, but do it. Don't read your Bible and have your phone right there, and then it lights up, and then you're like showing God, all right, God, I really value you, but I really want to see this text message. Do whatever it takes to get this away from you. That is, God wants to speak to us. He wants to get us into alignment. But as we're wrestling, as we're struggling with him, the world's trying to pull us back in. All the things that are going on. It's work. It's work to pray. It's work to connect with God. We can't fast track this process. It's going to be slow. It's going to take work. But God has so much to show us. God has so much to purify in our lives. He wants to use us to change the world. And so that's my encouragement for you. It takes work. God hears you. It's a struggle. And turn off your phone. So to close us, before we do some discussion questions, I want to give us a time. Each of us are going to pray quietly. And whatever God is telling you, whatever he's put on your heart, whatever he's calling you to, to change, to, to put into effect after this, take a few moments 